This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. sitting there with a pen and paper. Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. Welcome to the Education and Technology Podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, James Kent, and today we're talking about the advancements in learning management systems and how AI is shaping the future of education. Joining me is Alexia Sanchez. Alexia is the EdTech Director at Cypher Learning for USA and Canada. Alexia, welcome to the podcast. Hi, James. Thank you very much for having me here today. It's my pleasure. Now, Alexia, your background is in instructional design. How has that experience led you to your current role as EdTech Director for Cypher Learning? I have a, a, an engineering uh, background as well as instructional designer, and I really liked um, education. So I also worked in, as a coordinator for a private school, and I saw the need for more flexibility in education. I mean, there are so many people out there uh, looking to improve in their person as well as their uh, professional needs and um, academic as well. So as myself, I also wanted to, to do that. And that is when I went in uh, in an MBA in education online, in an online version, which allowed me to understand the need of uh, having this more flexible, adaptable education. And with my background of uh, instructional designer, what I did is that I came into Cypher Learning, this company that is offering a platform that allows you to do this personalized learning to add and construct um, all of your platforms in education according to your needs. So it's more like a custom tailored uh, product. Before we dive into you know, some of the latest advancements in learning management systems, I thought it might be a good idea if you could define machine learning, what it means, how it works, and the role it plays in learning management systems. I would like to start with artificial intelligence so we can have like a general understanding of what it is. We have recently heard so much about AI and everything around us seems to be have integrated it. Uh, we can see this in Facebook, for example, that they have this impressive face recognition, uh, the tagging feature that can identify your face. We as well have Alexa, Siri, or those smart appliances that can predict or learn from your routines and that they will suggest news um, or information that might be of your interest. I mean, AI is already here. It, is, uh, it has made an imminent uh, arrival. And it is not longer something that we just watch in movies or that we see in, in books. AI is right now our present and machine learning, it is just a subdivision of AI. I mean, the difference between artificial intelligence and machine learning is that machine learning, it is referring to just one task. It is how it is going to learn about a specific task as a subset of AI. So we're talking about artificial intelligence in a more narrower way. So what it'll do, machine learning, is that they will collect data. 
they will try to get all of the information that, that we have depending on the situation. So let's think about um, having, um, you want to identify whether it is a car or a, or a van. So if we want to know how to identify or allow the machines to learn on their own, what we will do is collect all of the information. We will collect, um, let's say, like a sample of 2,000 cars and vans. So what it'll do is that it'll collect all of the information. They will add it into a graph according to different variables. It can be probably the size. It can be um, the size of the motor. It can be the number of windows, doors. And what it'll do is that it'll graph it into different points. And what it'll do is that it, they will draw a line. They will try to find the pattern of this information. And the whole idea of machine learning, it is to reduce the difference between the estimated and real data to decrease the error so that they will see and tell you uh, more precisely which is a car and which is a van. Yes, so the whole idea in the system of machine learning is more of a cyclical uh, way of, of working. So it is a process. First, they'll acquire all of this big data, which is more of information on a spreadsheet. They will run on algorithms to run a model. And this model will give us a, as an outcome. It will give us as the information that we need in order to make a decision. So it will predict some decisions. Once we have this, now we can talk about how we can apply it. I mean, in, in education, we really are trying and looking forward to get more engagement for learners. We want to make education more efficient. So what it'll do is that we are applying machine learning into education to measure probably students' engagement or trying to quantify the learning experience and facilitate uh, this self-regulation into, into learners or predict the student's performance. When it comes to educational learning, what are some of the things that you're using this data and then trying to learn from so that you can make that experience more engaging for an end user? So what do we do and what we're trying to look for machine learning um, applied into, into LMS is to convert the whole learning experience of learners I mean, we want them to be completely engaged into our courses. We want them to have a deeper learning. And we don't want learners just to acquire knowledge. Because, I mean, in the future, um, knowledge will be available. And it is already available. We can Google the information and it is already there. So what we're really trying to look for is for learners to acquire the skills of applying that knowledge. And the way that we can do this through the machine learning in an LMS is that you can already track or suggest some courses. So let's say that we have a learner who is currently learning about math, but we can see that he is taking some uh, other courses on cooking or kitchen that he really likes that also as a hobby. So what probably the LMS will do is to suggest taking a math course on the recipes to create a certain, certain dinners. This machine learning will tell that the learner really likes cooking 
and that he as well needs to learn more about math or that he needs to practice more his math skills. So what we'll do is that it'll suggest um, this learner to take this class on applying math into the, into the cooking. So uh, we have a really engaged learner into those ones. As well, we have other applications such as a personalized learning path which will allow you to, um, for learners to go into the topics that they need to learn or the courses that they need to take. But as well, they will take them into their own pace. We have other options such as, for example, having a performance indicator, smart uh, reports that will tell teachers how well they are doing, how well they are really performing in their task. As well, we have the pedagogical chatbots, which will run as a robot and indicate the learners what they need to do. They will assist them in the more mechanical way. Are the capabilities you're speaking about, are they what's in your uh, platform, the NEO platform that you have for schools and universities? Yes, that is correct. Um, we are right now adding some widgets. That is what we call them, uh, the widgets that allow them to um, allow the the students to see um, really focused reports, focused analytics, and as well for the um, admins, the administrators of the platform and teachers to personalize or customize these widgets with the reports that they want to see. As well, we have this new feature of tagging modules or contents um, that are specific to certain things. So what the platform will do, and that this is something that will be released in um, in the next quarter, which would be in January, February, we will be releasing this um, machine learning feature, which will allow the platform to automatically suggest some courses or content to the learners. So they can see um, the courses that they will like. This almost the same technology that you're using um, to enhance the learner experience. Did you also use that to determine, say, what educators in the first place were looking for in, in terms of LMS? Yes. And I mean, the whole idea and the whole objective of the MI applied into an LMS is that what we're looking is to facilitate all of the tasks that the teacher have to do so that they can focus into more high value work, such as adding the more personalized assistance, helping them to really acquire a deep learning knowledge. I mean, the whole idea of the, of the MI is not to alarm people. Um, MI is not here at any moment to just um, go over the jobs of many teachers, but it is more of an approach of thinking of it as an assistant, thinking about it as uh, having like a Siri in the platform. So the teachers will know which courses are really effective. What is the part that they can change to make them better, such as how well they are covering a skill or not, or personalizing the, the learning path. Uh, so they have a more personalized learning experience and adaptive learning experience and that learners can build knowledge progressively. It will improve the learning experience so they can it can be matched into the pace and the capacity of the learner. This learning path will allow to identify the improvement areas in which learners have to work so the teachers can suggest or enroll them into certain courses. As well, it will allow 
learners to know and identify clearly the strengths and weaknesses of learners and give them an individualized feedback. Well, it seems like online learning, it's becoming more popular, it's growing. And I'm, I'm assuming that that must have help you know, really transform the need and the capabilities that both uh, educators and learners are looking for out of LMS. Yes. And the whole idea is that teachers can not only transfer knowledge, but they can as well transfer being uh, resourceful and creative when applying the knowledges that they are trying to transfer. So let's think about... Uh, that we are right now educating learners that are going to require a whole set of skills that we don't really know about them right now. They say that by 2030, um, learners uh, will be working in, uh, I think it was like a 30% we will have of, of more and different uh, works, future works, such as, uh, for example, a 3D printer chef. So we are, how can we prepare learners for those set of skills that we don't know, that we don't have uh, right now? We currently are preparing them for uh, jobs that exist today. But we need to start thinking, how can we prepare them for future needs? How can we prepare for um, a learner so that he can be air traffic control for different uh, planes or different um, machines. So what we need to do really is to start thinking of uh, future ready skills. And these future ready skills will be given through the, the experience of training learners into how to apply those uh, new knowledges, the knowledge that they have. So it's not only about transferring knowledge, it's as well of teaching the learners how to use it, how they can be resourceful with what they have. And the creativity, because we have many new machines, many new inventions. So how can they apply what they know into solving problems of real life? What you were saying earlier, you know, is, is very interesting because you may have that student that has, say, a passion for math but they're not sure what they should do with that passion. And now with today's uh, LMS capabilities, it's actually feeding the learner ideas of where they can take that knowledge. They can further their education to the more specific areas and start to look at not only what are the jobs going to be available when they finish their education, but what might be coming down a few years down the pike. Yes, that is that is right. We need to start preparing learners or students for the fourth industrial revolution that we're um, probably uh, experiencing right now or that we will experience in sometime in the future. And I think that the problem in education is that we are currently thinking about just transferring knowledge instead of really uh, focusing on what is the real purpose of education, which would be to ensure the learner's future employability to help learners succeed in their personal and professional life. So we need to change the approach of education to make sure that we are really preparing them for the next learning stage or to acquire the skills that they will need in the future. And right now we're standing in a place where we are still working with a standardized or imposed curricula. Uh, we have theoretical knowledge and it, which is more limited to the response modes. 
we're looking and uh, congratulating uh, students for their discipline, and we're focusing on grades and times. So what we have to think is more about the class of the 2030, which uh, we will have to focus on high-level cognitive skills, more about collaboration, problem-solving, critical thinking, and creativity, which are skills that the machines don't use right now. So we have to differentiate us from all of those uh, technology, and we need to prepare them to, so that they can understand and utilize them efficiently so they can solve problems that in the future will be there. For example, let us uh, think about um, this uh, data that I got from the o OECD education that they say that by 2030, we will have the education will be more about technology. So it's not about the, the normal education that we're talking about. So we will have to prepare them for future jobs, such as, for example, the drone traffic manager or having uh, an augmented reality architect. So how can we prepare them? And this is something that we can do through the skills. And these skills can be applied into a learning path. So the learners can learn more about math, but they can apply it already to their interest. I think that's very smart. So what do you think the next big AI advancement in learning management systems are that you might see down the road? Well, I think that the personalized learning path will be composed of the, merely of learners learning about basic uh, skills applied into, the, into their topics of interest, such as uh, the, the example that I was talking about, like the math, but applied into the, into the cooking. Or what about a learner who wants to be an astronaut? Because there may be students out there that they are in primary or elementary school. They already know what they want to do. So probably what they will do is that they'll enroll themselves into a learning path of uh, these elementary grades and levels. But their knowledge will be based or applied to a topic of interest, which will be learning about uh, geography, learning about sciences, physics. So I do believe that the future of education should be more focused on a personalized learning path with the assistance of a machine learning telling learners what they should practice or what they should need to know in order to all get to the point that they want. You know, what I really like about this is it was always that conventional wisdom that when you're young, you have your dreams of what you want to do. And then the next step is, well, you go to college so you can major in that area. And then afterwards, that was always the big mystery of, well, how do I get that job? And what you're talking about it seems just almost so obvious as to what, what that path should have been all along is that uh, the education really should guide the learner into the path that they want to take so that those dreams can be realized. Uh, so I really like this personal education journey that, you know, you've been speaking to today. Yes. And I mean, the whole idea of education is to facilitate the learner's ability to acquire the knowledge that they'll need, but as well the skills. So I think that education might even be the way for learners and people to, to get to their dreams. When you custom and personalize learning 
you can get learners to be completely engaged into this. I think that it should definitely be of our interest as I would even dare to think that it might be machine learning in education, the missing link to engagement and effectiveness in the e-learning field. You've really captured it. Um, now, before we go, is there anything else today regarding LMS we haven't covered that you'd like a listener to know? Um, well, I think that an LMS should never be something that teachers um, should be afraid of or scared. But I would like to invite teachers especially to a deep diving into the platform. Uh, for example, our platform is uh, free. They have uh, free trials and they can test already this, uh, this new systems and features that we have. Because the whole idea of the platforms, the LMS, is to facilitate and help uh, teachers give that high value education to learners to make it more accessible for them. So, Alexia, if somebody out there hears this and says, oh, I would like to test that out, where should they go? To do this, they will have to go into neolms.com. And from there, uh, they, can, they can apply for a free trial. It is a free trial for 14 days. And if they need more extension of time, we can gladly do so. Oh, that's great. So that's neo, N-E-O, lms.com. That is correct. Super. Well, I mean, this has been a fascinating discussion. Um, I, I've learned a lot, and uh, I, I just think that uh, you know these are things that, as my my children, uh, they're already using online education tools that I never had, and I think it's an exciting time for them. And I think this is great as they decide what they want to do, that they're going to have a lot more opportunities to get that personalized education experience. Um, so I, I really appreciate the information. And I want to thank you, Alexia Sanchez, Director of EdTech at Cypher Learning US and Canada, for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much, James. You are welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Education and Technology. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. There you can subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from a variety of different industries. Make sure you leave a rating and comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I've been your host, James Kent. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.